Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make room for huge plays with the HyperX Alloy Origin 65 mechanical gaming keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste wireless mouse. The Alloy Origin 65 has a functionally compact form factor, keeping the arrow keys while ditching the numpad and the F keys. The Pulsefire Haste is the lightest wireless mouse from HyperX, featuring a robust connection and the precision you need to click heads. The Alloy Origin 65 and Pulsefire Haste Wireless, a terrific twosome to keep your setup clean and clutter-free. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. May the scent of fresh flowers protect you always on Chat of the Wild. Guidance. In this season, we're playing through Okami, available on many systems. We're playing the Okami HD version. In the last episode, we helped restore Kamiki Village, not to its full potential. We'll find that out later. Uh, But we at least got the people turned back from stone into their fleshy normal selves. Yeah. Um, Collected a lot of produce. It was nice. It is nice. It's just nice. Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah. There's also a... uh, uh, the the merchant that we that was standing in front of the boulder uh is now like cool i can go home i should probably you know sell some of the stuff you know lighten my load a bit so he opens up shop uh right by the exit to the town so you can buy uh different bait and for you know different kinds of of things to feed cute woodland creatures around the world the feeding the uh woodland creatures is one of my favorite things so far um, just because you feed them, and there's this little cut scene that lasts way too long, but it's so adorable. <laughs> of you know, the dog uh, Amaterasu mm. and the animals sitting there eating their snack, and it just is like this mm. flowery scene where the camera rotates. And if it didn't take like ten seconds too long, it would be perfect. So I just like watch it for a bit and skip it. Mm-hmm. So. I always watch it for a little bit, though. Yeah. Uh, after we cleared all this stuff up, we did have uh, Sakia reappear and talk to us. Now, we got some closer shots of her, and I did want to mention in her design. So, there's there's two things that she has. So, the, it is clear this character is supposed to be very attractive, right? Um, her, the, her front, she has big cleavage, 
Mm -hmm. And also her dress forms it in a way that it looks like a peach. Yeah, which I didn't notice the first week, but the second week, uh, the first week I was just like, yep, there's that middle cleavage. Uh Uh-huh. And the second week I was like, oh, middle cleavage is, is Animal Crossing peach. Okay. And uh, we do get in this scene, there is a shot in the back that she has a butt window. Yeah. That also is a peach shaped. Third so, week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and uh, did you guys come back to this town in this episode? Yep. Yeah. 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 We can see even more of her later. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. Um, we can leave this here now. Uh, if you... you I wouldn't necessarily advise buying anything other than seeds right now because we will be coming up to someone that we can spend money on. And so you're going to want to save up your money for that stuff, um, especially with in the combat. I, let, let's let's talk a moment about the combat in here. Okay. Uh, it starts off super basic. Uh, we only have our flaming mirror on our back for our weapon right now. Our reflector. We will get more weapons later. Uh, but right now it's just that there is a single attack move that starts off with a three-hit combo. Other, the other thing that you can do is you can slash enemies with the paintbrush. You can freeze, do a slash. That will hurt them. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't know, uh, we, we will get to this later, but I think it's important to say now. You want to try to do a final slash on every enemy because they will drop a currency. There is a monster tooth. That you have right now, I believe you still have like a high probability of getting like the basic monster tooth. If you go and slash the enemy and cut them in half when they are in their, their like dying animation, you'll pick it up. And they're on your menu. It will show a different thing for that and how many you've gotten. There will be something that you get later. So take advantage of this now while you're fighting weaker enemies. Okay. Be sure to slash every single one right after you kill them. Uh, or at least make that the final killing blow yeah that'll cut them in half and they'll drop a a monster tooth okay because i've gotten some of those it took a while for me to understand the this whole setup because when they teach you your during your first fight they say okay when they lose their color you can hit them with the power slash and i took that as that was the only way to kill monsters so I was a little freaked out in the beginning because I thought I could only, I had to hit everyone until they were uh, grayscale, and then I could only kill them that way, which thankfully Yeah, yeah it's sort case. of the inverse of that, right? Yeah. But yeah, these battles, they take place in this small circular field. Um, whenever you run into enemies, they are these like floating demon scroll looking things. Uh, that if you get close enough to them, if they see you, they will run at you. I do believe it does the thing later on that as you get stronger, these things will run away eventually. Okay. So you'll have to go out of your way to like try to fight these things later on. I may be misremembering that, but mm. um, a thing you'll also be able to do in here is escape. And that you can do that by smashing. There's a spot in the circular field that is like a glowing area that if you keep smashing that, uh, you'll basically make a hole in there and you can jump out of the the field yeah and that is a way to escape and i didn't know that until they tell you this the in this we're still very much in tutorial sections of this game uh where some of the treasure chests just give you a scroll that further clarifies the rules which i didn't realize until i'd gotten a few of them to be like oh i basically my reward for that 
wasn't really all that special. But the reason I didn't realize it till later was because I still thought it was special because I was like, oh, that's good. I'm glad I got clarification on that rule. And it and it wasn't upsetting that all I got was, you know, here here's more journal pieces, I guess. And uh, we're yeah. still getting money. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Sometimes praise as well. Um, also, the in the fight, you use your ink. Anytime you use your ink and do something successfully, it, it will use up some of it. We start with three jars of ink that we can use before we run out. And bad guys will drop more of it when you kill them that will refill that. And the 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 icon, the sprite for that ink is the exact same icon as the juice that you get in Beautiful Joe the enemies will drop to <laughs> refill your VMX, VFX meter so that you can stay in that special mode of that game special mode. So they're, they're basically almost one-to-one comparisons and it's just a different color. Uh, so Beautiful Joe came out, what, two years before this, I think? So t- I probably a, 2000... a little more than a year. 2003. So yeah, a, a little, little earlier. The, yeah, it's like three years pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, after we help the town, we can go out into uh, Shinshu Field. Now, when we first get into here, not much to do. Like, you, you get into there and we see the cursed land outside of here. If you step too far, everything changes around you the first time you do it. Uh, Isun ch- jumps in and basically says, like, oh, this kind of curse would kill any mortal. Uh, but for you, I think it's just going to be like sapping your godly power away. Yeah, and that's what it does. You become normal uh, wolf. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe you ever want to try to like force your way through it. I don't think there is anything. There might be something somewhere where if you get you get real maxed out on your your ink and your god power, maybe you can force your way through one of them to get to a little, little secret thing. But in general, rule of thumb: don't do it because we are going to be clearing this area out. And we're going to be making it nice. There's going to be a bunch of stuff to explore then. Yeah, I accidentally stumbled into it once and and got that explanation. But, yeah. We've got another tree at the center here. Uh, again, it is it has lost its power. And we need to figure out what to do. Uh, not really anything else to do in this field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can, can run follow... into the, the nameless man. Who just like... Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I saw that. I saw that dude uh, Susano come running through, uh, which is weird because usually he's running away from stuff. And this time he was running right. towards something. He was talking about fighting monsters. So yeah, right. But we'll see what he's actually doing soon. Uh, if we follow this river into this cave, uh, that that takes us into Hannah Valley. And uh, this area here, again, it's it's real straightforward. We're sort of just running through. There's some enemies here and there. We come across some that are, like, sitting at a campfire that we can fight a bunch of them at once. Yeah, and um, they all play instruments, which makes me feel kind of bad because it, it, it makes me feel like I'm just beating up on some, you know, some bards. You know, just these artists sitting around, like, playing, you know, music together. And, like, I got to ruin their day. But at the risk of... <laughs> saying this kind of stuff wrong i believe there is a lot of stories that involve these kind of creatures out in the woods playing instruments 
to sort of say like those are the noises that you're hearing when it's really just like the wind blowing through the trees where it's like no it's actually this thing playing its instrument and it's it's calling children to it to to eat or something <laughs> like that right like there there's a lot of stories like that where they relate the the sounds of nature to a creature actually playing some kind of instrument mm-hmm. it's beautiful in a way if it wasn't for the kidnapping um <laughs> wasn't for the toilet demons as, as we go up here, we come across some evil trees that chuck fruit at us. And yeah. you can slash that fruit right back at them, and that'll stun them. So you 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 want to do that because these things will throw those things fast, and they have they have a really good aim. So unless you are just, like, really running all the way past them, and I'm guessing you're probably not because you may not know exactly where you're going right now, right? Like, you're kind of just like, I'm going up this path, but I don't know exactly where we're going. Mm. Um, also teaching you to like hey use your use your ink mechanic uh teaching you how to study enemies and figure out what their weakness is uh you can you can buffer with the ink mechanic by pulling the page up and stopping time for being like uh when's he gonna throw it okay now now he's gonna throw it now i can actually slash it and uh okay and stuff like that so yeah, uh, we come across another enemy up here, too, and it's one that is, like, playing drums. The way they do the intros, I love because oh. it's actually very similar to the way that they do it in Bayonetta. It's so Where good. Whenever you meet a new creature in Bayonetta, it would do it like it was opening this ancient tome because you're fighting, like, these biblical creatures, basically, and they have this, like, angelic tome that opens and shows them each time. And this one actually does it in a similar way, just like a different style of it, where it does sort of a Japanese scroll style, uh, where you just, they don't get the names in here, although they have, they might have them somewhere. No, they don't. Uh, They just show like an old, like authentic looking Japanese drawing of these kinds of creatures, which I'm assuming are based on like actual, like, you know, mythologies and stuff, right? That's all I can do, because this is all I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we fight the drum ones. This one, the mechanic is a little bit different. Uh, did you guys figure out how like how to get around it, like it, its weak spots? It took it, uh, it took a few fights against one the of these. To the best of my knowledge, his weakness is if he pops up and you're behind him, he doesn't know what to do. So Yep. And you can slash for masses da- uh, massive damage. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and then uh, get them into a spot. Because if they do know where you are, they'll pop up, be invincible to slash, uh, and your reflector doesn't do much damage. They're not invincible, but they just, they just don't do much. They, 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 hit, do much they, they do a shockwave that you can jump over uh, with their drum, and then they go back underground. And the way to get them to stay above ground is to pop up behind them, do some damage. Then they'll do their bazooka attack, which which uh, hits them with recoil and stuns them to where you can do another slash for really big damage. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Took Uh, me a while to like figure that out. The camera is rough (laughs) because when when they're underground and they're moving around, it's impossible to keep it locked on them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there there. And just to be clear, there is no lock on in this game. No, Uh, that is like one of the, I think I think that's a problem with the game. I think that's a a, a con for this. 
Uh, it, it's that... why the battles happen in this way is to give you a small arena to keep, you know, your eye. You can see everything you're fighting, basically. Um, but I, I, I think the battle system might be the worst part of the game overall. Uh, not to say like it's okay. When I say worse, I don't mean it's like the worst thing, but right. in terms of something that we're going to be doing throughout this whole thing. Uh, the general exploring and meeting characters and solving puzzles and drawing on things and just making the world beautiful is the best thing about this game. Mm. The worst thing that you have to do constantly throughout it is fight enemies. You'll get better at it, but it's not... Th- this is coming from the Devil May Cry people, right? This is This is a game from people that only knew how to do cool run from the next room to the next room fighting enemies like crazy juggling them in the air uh bringing out multiple weapons trying to get style points all of this stuff Mm -hmm. but they've toned that down severely but it still is that kind of gameplay in the end in this tiny little arena and they just sort of i don't like the fact that it just takes you out of the world that you're in whenever you get into them uh, and it just sort of like, is just like, Oh, time out battle time. All right, let's go to the battle area. Okay. Good job doing the battle. Now you can go back to your adventure mm. and it just feels disconnected a lot of times to me. One thing that's hard for me with the battles is getting to the end of a battle and thinking, okay, is everybody dead? Did I <laughs> beat all the enemies? Because you don't know until it stops and tells you, and it takes right. a second before it gives you the end of battle screen. So mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. I'm in the fight and I'm just panning the camera around to make sure there's not someone lurking underground or floating up in the air that I missed. Yeah. Uh, You're constantly having to run in circles, basically. Yeah. I think I think the, the biggest thing about the camera is that it it wants to move with the character when you move. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't always move the way I want it to. And especially when you're fighting in that small area, if you try and run to the left, the camera will then try and move on its own to where it thinks it should be. And I'm like, no, I need to move myself to the left, but I I don't need you moving right now. You, you're not in the right spot. And and like I, we said before, it helps when you go into the ink mode that you can move the camera in ink mode. So that that's pretty great. But yeah, that's it's troublesome. I, I kind of like the fighting, but it's troublesome. Yeah, the fighting, like the fighting itself, is fine. Mm-hmm. It's not broken. Uh, we will get more options on how we fight later. It actually gets good in terms of you being able to pick what kind of weapon you want. I'm not going to talk about like where we go from there. Yeah, but we get different weapons, and you get to choose at any point what you want to play as. You could stick with this the mirror the entire time if you wanted to. But you'll also have other options later. Yeah. I'm looking forward to when we get those to get your guys' opinion on it. When we're actually going to be able to have different builds. Mm-hmm. At some point, we will have different builds of dog. And yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. But but in uh, terms of in terms of uh, uh, Kamiya action gameplay, that's not what this game is known for. It's, it's not what I uh, have heard a lot of people bring up when I've heard about this game over the years. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, as we go up here through the valley, we eventually run into Susano, uh, and he is trying to smash open this boulder in his way <laughs> again. But it's like he can't figure out how to get through this stuff. Uh, this scene I love, and this 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 just reinforces what I believe the thing of like 
we are not the dog. We are the God behind the dog guiding it, telling it like where it should go. And the dog will decide on its own. Uh, as Susano is talking about, like, he's just like, what are you doing here? You mutt. And the whole time the dog is just wagging its tail like crazy. It just loves Susano so much. <laughs> and at this moment, like as the player, we all know Susano's a, a, a con, right? Like we, we know that like, he's not everything that he claims to be that he's almost Okay. Brian, he isn't this bad, but he's almost like a linebacker here, right? Okay. Where he talks about he talks up himself about being so amazing, but us as the player know that he isn't. And so as a god, we know that he isn't too, but we're a god, we don't actually care how great he is. He's just going to be a tool that we use to get the stuff done. For for but whatever reason. Meanwhile, this dog loves him. For whatever reason, I like him way more than Lineback. Uh I am Oh, I know. I, I know. <laughs> am a little bit uh tired of just how much like cuz there is a bit of that uh Cella Lineback Isun Susano uh like there is just a lot of talking. Isun says a lot of stuff and I'm a little tired of Isun <laughs> half the time, but I like him. Uh, Susano does that, that joke he's been doing numerous times now where he trips over himself, uh, mm -hmm. where he's like, oh, I was going here to hide, I mean, train, yeah. uh, to practice, to fight the, to fight Oni. Um, but, and then he, he does that like back to back of saying like, he's trying to find his room to hide. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, the I don't mean, no, not hide. I meant train. Yeah. We're, we're, we're definitely in his training, his famous training room where he goes to take naps, right. uh, train. And um, then, right. And Isun does the over and over. Wait, did he say nap? Like just that back and forth. I, th I think Isun has a lot of, uh, Eslo energy as opposed to Chella energy. Um, if I could, Eslo talked sure, a lot at the it. beginning yeah, of that yeah. game, and I'm hoping Isun chills out a little bit as we go through, like Eslo did. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you will learn to love Isun more. <laughs> is what will happen. He's not going to okay. stop talking, but I think you will find him more endearing by the end. Right. Uh, what we need to do to move this this wall out of the way is there is uh, this slate near us that has some carving on the wall. Uh, and it very clearly has a spot for us to draw something. Uh, if we go up to there and we draw a circle for a sun, it activates this thing. And that's the that how that is how this magic barrier is removed. Uh, Susano is just like, I don't know what just happened, but whatever. Got to keep running away. It also informs how the puzzle goes down in the next room. Yeah, we get into this other area um, that you can you can just screw up the puzzle over and over again. Like, it doesn't necessarily tell you right away. You get into here, and this is also something that... I don't know if you kept doing it, if it would tell you something else, but you get into there and you can see uh, a slot to up to the sky where you can draw a sun, and then you get a cutscene... The sunlight coming down to nothing. And then uh, Isun says, like, I feel like we're missing something. Mm. We saw a diagram earlier of a sun coming down onto a shape that then goes to the thing. So that sort of tells us what we need here. But you're looking around, and at the time, it looks almost like there's just a locked door in front of you. There's these wood planks vertically going down that, in like a Zelda game... You would solve the puzzle, and then that door would open up. I was like, well, clearly this, I can't slash that because it's the door. Right. 
So you slash it, and that's how you move on from here. Mm-hmm. BC, did you did you get stuck on this too? Yeah, I was stuck on this for a while because the if you go up to where the orb should be, uh, Eason makes a comment about like, oh, you know, there's this puddle. It looks like there was something here before, and kind of every time we've had that prompt of there was something here mm-hmm. before, something is mm-hmm. missing. It's you have to fill in the space. And I yeah. thought I was just doing something wrong or there was something wonky with the way that I was painting in the space that wouldn't let me complete the puzzle. Um, until I eventually was like, all right, I, I guess I don't get it. I'll look it up. And I hadn't even seen that door yet to slash. And I like looked at a guy and they're like, yeah, slash the door to the left. <laughs> if only That's I all. That's all it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems so straightforward and him saying, Oh hey, there's something missing that was here before, I immediately went with, Okay, what do I I'm draw? supposed to rejuvenate it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh knowing whether or not there's a tell for things that we use rejuvenation on, uh, that's helpful because I never quite know what I'm supposed to scribble on and what I'm supposed to circle or whatever. You'll get used to it. Okay. You'll, you'll start to, you know, as as you do more and more of these things, it just becomes natural for you to. They they do over time make this stuff more and more obvious through color and like effects to be like you can interact with this thing here. Yeah. Um. After we do that, we run down a hallway. There is a little safe station there if you wanted to, but we're not stopping yet. Uh, you get to the end of this little path, and we meet Sleepy Bear. Hi, Sleepy Bear. Top five characters, hands down. Yeah. It's just this giant brown bear sleeping while balancing on a sphere, the sphere that we need. Susana. That's was, it. Yeah. <laughs> Susana's like, all right, you fiend. Right. It's not <clears throat> doing anything. It's just asleep. And Susana is taking up, like, ah, my ultimate nem- nemesis. You're back again. Sleepy bear. Uh, we get the scene of him doing his Susano style explosion explosion where when it first started going I was like I don't want to slash the bear <laughs> Same. I, bear. I was like we can't kill the bear um we don't kill the bear we do go through this and we do slash him that makes the bear fall off and then immediately fall back asleep again uh-huh and Susano is very surprised by all of this, but then uh like, um, <clears throat> yeah, rest in peace, foul beast. Well, at first he starts trash talking the bear, and he does the same thing. Where he's like, oh, I meant, uh, yeah, I uh, hate the game, not the player. Yeah. <laughs> but he does mention he's just like, oh, my special training area has been compromised. I must <laughs> go find some other new place. And he runs away. Uh, I, but, and then I'm a you know the dog is kind of get that sideways head turn like uh. does the, does the crooked head mm-hmm. just like confused about what's going on here again this is just a dog it doesn't know what's going on yeah it's not the dog does not understand yeah. what's happening um with this we just get a little physics puzzle I'll call it where we have to push the ball into here eh. it's kind of annoying getting the ball up the hill is a little annoying a but yeah not a yeah. fan. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I like. We get into the slot. What, what, yeah. Once you actually activate the puzzle, though, Eason is just like, wow, someone had a lot of time on their hands to set up this Zelda puzzle. Like, this is really. This is some Rube Goldberg unnecessary crap right here. 
How great would it have been if he was just like, man, this is like from some dumb Nintendo game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We do that. We summon the sun. That actually then awakens this tree back up. And we get another of our favorite whooshing flower and green and beautiful coming back to the land, Mm -hmm. going down the water. You see just this water bouncing up and down, just the waves going through it. Everything just coming back to life. Um, there was a spot when we were coming up here that after you fought some monsters, uh, it sort of sprouted back to life and then immediately got covered back up again. Uh, if we go back down through, if we go back down through there and fight him again, it opens him up and this time it stays there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we can start. You can, we can mess around with the swimming. Uh, did either of you guys go swimming for a little bit? Yeah, there's yeah. a. I think there's I a couple before, things yeah. that you can find, like on little little islands. There's also um, outside of swimming. There's some areas as you go back down that are there was nothing there before, and now you can find glowing spots to dig. So that mm-hmm. was like on the way up, I found this plateau that was clearly you were supposed to go there, and I'm like, why am I going to a plateau to nothing? But now I know that there's something there after you revitalize the land. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we also do get an interaction with another brush god. This is Sakigami. Uh, this is one of the, I believe, four of the, like, there there are these monkey gods that, like, each play their own instrument. Yeah. And I believe this, this is the first of, like I said, I think four, either three or four. Um, and this is where we are taught Bloom. So now we get another circular thing. So if you circle, like I said before, we're going to have 13 different brush strokes. At least three of them are just circles. Mm -hmm. So it's like not, you don't have to worry about all these different patterns to remember, like in um, Phantom Hourglass, where you had to remember the codes to write on the slate to teleport or something like that, or at least like take notes of those things. Oh, uh, they're they're oh, very simple my. in the end. Oh, sorry I, to bring it. Back oh, up. I totally forgot about the slates. Oh my god, what were they thinking? Uh, we do get it. We find a scroll that does also tell us that with the bloom in battle, if we go into our drawing mode, if we just do a dot, it will summon a tree out of the ground it's like, it's like- that you can. Three stun dots. enemies or you can like distract them i haven't quite figured out the best application for that because sometimes it just won't grow the tree where you put it because there was a guy standing there and it covers them in ink and i'm just like okay yeah I, i've done the tree a couple times i'm not sure how uh, like applicable or effective it is uh it looks cool mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. um uh, with the with the trees that threw uh, bad fruit at us earlier on the way up with bloom, we can now once we stun them, we can put a circle around them and turn them into regular pretty trees. Um, same thing yeah. with the 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 husks, the black husks of trees. Right, and this is this is something that I love about this game is the visual representation of the things that you've done there. Right mm-hmm. where. You can tell you've been in an area because you've got these cherry blossoms all over the place. And, like, you you know that, okay, I've been in this corner, all that stuff there. And then every area, once you get all of those, that unlocks something special 
for you in each of those. Mm-hmm. So there's an incentive to be sure to do that. You can also line, if you can line them up properly, you can do multiples on a single stroke. Oh. Uh, if you, like, move the camera around and just have, like, three back-to-back to each other, you just do one, and it's going to hit all three at once. Okay. It's not like you, you know, you you get that ink back, so it's not a big deal, but it's just, like, a fun thing to do. Yeah, because right? I've been experimenting with what it will let me get away with on Bloom. Bloom has been, uh, has been fun to to not fun to <laughs> it's fun but uh sometimes it just what it considers a circle sometimes and where it puts that circle is I've, I've found that you just to have it. to go big on the circles to get it to work as soon as i went for the bigger circle approach it got much easier mm-hmm. got it uh we're going to be going back to the field that we were at the beginning of this episode but first we're going to take a break and we'll get back We'll talk about all the neat, cool things that are there now. The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast is the best place to get the latest news on the world of Nintendo. We cover the biggest stories, share impressions of the latest games, and answer your burning questions. There's also some general pop culture talk, game music trivia, a heaping helping of silliness, and did I mention our robot companion? I'm the star of the show. Catch new episodes of the Go Nintendo Podcast every Saturday on the HyperX Podcast Network. Make room for huge plays with the HyperX Alloy Origin 65 Mechanical Gaming Keyboard and the Pulse Fire Haste Wireless Mouse. The Alloy Origin 65 has a fully compact form factor, keeping the arrow keys without the numpad and function keys. The Pulsefire Haste is the lightest wireless mouse from HyperX, featuring a robust connection, up to 100 hours of battery life, and is even water-resistant. The Alloy Origin 65 and Pulsefire Haste Wireless. Keep your setup clean and clutter-free with the Alloy Origin 65 mechanical keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste wireless mouse. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast where two guys delve into the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, and the impact it's had on pop culture. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. Or... But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's... read Dune! You have... No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the HyperX Podcast Network. It's Patreon time. Haven't done this in a little while, but you know what? We've got to celebrate. We got a new person here, Hylian Gamer. He has been uh, hanging out with us for a while over in the Discord uh, and uh, just joined in and, and supporting us, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. We are a little late with this promo, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah, he's uh, Do apologize. been a long time listener. Good. Good to have around. Uh, he's getting that uh, Yum Brands money, apparently. Uh, so he's been working at Taco Bell. Got himself a job. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> if you sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Shadow of the Wild, you get a survey, you talk about your favorite Zelda games, and then we talk about it on here, and we react to it. <laughs> uh, for Hylian Gamer, for the question of what is your favorite Zelda game and why, he says, personally, my favorite Zelda game is Link Between Worlds. I love the painting mechanic, how it replicates the use of most of the overworld map of Link to the Past and the overall gameplay. I love the story 
of how the game unfolds and how you have to save Hyrule. Um, that is one I, I only played through it once. I remember loving it. I'm very much looking forward to us getting to that uh-huh. here on the show for sure. Yeah, I um, I was I beyond loved that game. I was uh, crazy about it. Uh, I I almost went back and played it again. Um, but didn't. But like everything about that game, I, I remember at the time was absolutely in love with. You know, I'll I'll probably bring this up again when we get to it. But I do remember not being impressed by like the first reveal of it like the style they went with and all that stuff yeah but then you get into it and it's like it all makes sense it all fits and it's so good from what i remember mm-hmm. great multiplayer too i actually played that multiplayer a whole lot it's like a 1v1 thing but i had a lot of fun with that oh okay okay stole my uh, neighbor's wi-fi for that a lot <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite Zelda item? Highland Gamer says, my favorite Zelda item would have to be the bow. A classic. Is it the bow and the boomerang I, camp? No, you, you got a... Mm, different flavors. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I know it's an item that comes early game, depending on the game, but I love the mechanics. Particularly the bow from Twilight Princess on the Wii because of aiming controls. Yeah, I... One of my favorite things that they did with the 3DS uh, version of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask is giving you gyro aiming uh-huh. with the bow. Uh-huh. Just so good. Every. And that's that's the other good thing about the uh, Wii U version as well with Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the uh, other thing that's great about the Twilight Princess one is uh, just freely giving you bomb arrows. Right, yeah. <laughs> you could just blow up anything that you see. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, you can... <laughs> when yeah, when uh, what's his face gives you the bombs, he's like, "Oh, by the way, you just slap these on your arrows, man." Barnes, mm-hmm. Barnes hands you the bombs. Right, Barnes bombs. Do you have a favorite Zelda like Highland Gamer says? My favorite Zelda like ah, I don't know too many. I'd go with Skyrim as a Zelda like towards Breath of the Wild. I love the open world bits and the freedom to do whatever you want whenever you want. The large variety of enemies and all the characters is amazing. For so many of the characters, they make elaborate backstories similar to Majora's Mask, and I love that side of it. You know, now that he just says that, Mm. it's something I never really thought about is the fact that all the characters in Skyrim, they have a a schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can learn their schedule, and you can follow them around. You can do all this, and they do kind of loop. We don't actually, like, reset time necessarily. Mm. But these characters do move on a loop. Yeah. Very similar to Majora's Mask. Yeah, that's true. Those uh, those Todd Howard RPGs, they kind of uh, have characters that are on loops and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Imagine if you could, like, freely kill any character in Majora's Mask. <laughs> Just end it. Ah, I got too dark. That all right, too dark. right, right, right. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Breath of the Wild probably takes a lot of inspiration from Skyrim. Just it ubiquitous. It was everywhere. And I'm sure they, they uh, looked at that a lot. What was the saying for it when it was uh, being talked about? Like, you, you see that mountain there? You, go to you it. can climb it. Yeah. yeah, that was their whole thing. Yeah, we said that a lot in Breath of the Wild too. We made that joke, well, but yeah, but we were like, <laughs> yeah, and we were like, oh yeah, we went there and it was amazing. You know, yeah. we didn't, and it was fun to get there. We didn't have to glitch through it like in Skyrim. Uh, but yeah, I love Skyrim too. I, it's it is uh, it's up there as an all time favorite for me for sure. Play that. Um, 
It's it's a big game. It's a real big I game. I have it on Switch. Uh, um, just yeah, that's an undertaking. I I mean, altogether, I've probably put in 200 hours into that game. Never beat it. Yeah, uh, but I have spent more time in that game than most other video games. I mean, the closest. I mean, probably I would say maybe Final Fantasy 14 is probably the game I but spent the most that's time on. Yeah, you, you have to yeah, with those kind of yeah. games. Anyway, uh, thank you, Hylian Gamer. Uh, Hylian Gamer joined in at the Sheikah supporter tier, mm-hmm. which is the $5 a month tier that we have that gets you week-early access to games. Uh, it gets you the the chance to make us play a video game that you want us to play, and you can choose to play it with us if you want, or you can just watch us play it over in our Discord. We do that once a month. Community day. Yeah, so far we've only really been playing the Rogue Hero games, uh, the Rogue Heroes game, but I uh, I think we're wrapping up on there, and we're probably going to be looking into something else. I think Hylian Gamer's got some ideas of some stuff mm-hmm. that he would like to play with us. That was the, the, that Rogue Heroes game is a lot of fun. Uh, also, Hylian Gamer did get me to play Fortnite. I had to download it for the first time in like four years, and then we just rolled on some fools. We we got three first play, uh, three victory royales. Excuse me. And a second place. So, uh, yeah, he certainly carried me. I, I got my headshots in there, but he certainly uh, is, is damn good at that game. So, these are the kinds of things but you yeah, expect you go- to do if you join the $5 Chica supporter level at patreon.com. And if you join... And if you choose to join our dollar a month tier, you can get ad-free episodes. You can get your shout-outs like Hylian Gamer did this episode. Uh, you also get special access to different rooms in our Discord, uh, as well as some other privileges and things like that. Oh, I forgot to mention, the Sheikah Supporter tier also does get a sticker every time we update some graphics. We'll put that out on our Patreon. Uh, there's a you know little fine print at the bottom. You have to be a member for three months and all that stuff but as we go on as we create new graphics and artwork we're going to be putting those on stickers and if you're in the Sheikah supporter tier you'll just get those in the mail they'll just show up one day it's it's like magic <laughs> uh, so again thank you Highland Gamer thank you so much listeners thank you patrons thank you patrons absolutely uh, let's get back to the show alright so we're back in the field. Uh, it still isn't looking good, but we have a new move to use. We go back to the tree in the middle. We use our bloom technique on this thing, and that reawakens this, and we get another beautiful cutscene of everything just coming back to life and being green and pink and beautiful. It's great. Yes. Uh, this opens up a big field with a number of things to do. Now, you can go back to the village before but if you do Isun is like hey there's some other stuff to do here man like I don't know if you want to go back there right now which to be honest I don't understand why he's saying this because this isn't anything that's necessarily moving the story ahead it'd be one thing if it was blocking us off to keep us from going to the next area because we haven't gotten the item that we need yet that's in this town but it's weird that he's like warning us not to go back yet because if we do go back there um we basically just have a challenge to make all of those cherry blossoms bloom what we can do is with the help of mr orange is uh bring back the the tree in the town and that gives sakia 
her full power back. Uh, so if you go and do that, did you get, I assume both of you guys did this. So no, not at first. Okay. I only went back because I wanted to make sure, because I had a lot of money and I wanted to make sure I had enough different kinds of food offerings to buy from the merchant. But yeah, he was just like, Eason was like, look, dude, like you shouldn't advance the story. And I'm like, advancing what? Like, no, I just want to find the merchant. But yeah, you walk through and and the I, the whole place is looks different. And yeah, yeah. I um I explored around until Eason's like, okay, you've done enough. You can go back to the village now. Um, and that was a the that was when I actually went back and restored the village and got to watch Mister Orange bust a groove, dude. Mm-hmm. The yo yono uh, the yoho kano or yoho yeah I, um, kano shuffle uh yeah he he talks it up because I I was I didn't understand at this point that you could circle the dead husks of trees because I tried plenty of times and I just didn't do the circle right <laughs> and so I was like well you must there must be a different way to bring those back and so yeah I eventually came to understand that that is what I needed to do many hours later. And, um, but talking to the people in this town about this dance, um, it's very, uh, whew. yeah, it's, uh, ooh, the vapors, like, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go up and we help him out, do his dance, and that fully reawakens it. We then see Sakia and... She is basically just wearing like a single towel around her now at this point. For some reason, she had a wardrobe change and is like, she's so far away too. Like, I get the feeling when they first made this, she was right in front of us, like just barely wearing anything. And they were like, yeah, we can't do this. We got to like move her real far away because she's just, this is being, you're bumping this up to an M now. Uh, like just in this moment. So I, in, in this scene, I got the, I got the impression they were trying to insinuate that, you know, she had kind of been reborn or revitalized because now she's much thinner and skinnier, not as voluptuous, but it's still like way over sexualized. And as with as cool as the character design is in the rest of this game, this just feels odd, a little icky. For the longest time, every Japanese video game was very horny. Yeah. Uh, now they got their own genre. So they can get all their horniness out through that kind of stuff. Like, they, there is just a genre of horny games now. <laughs> so, like... You could just make your, you can make those games. And if that's the game you want to make, you can get it off your chest there. Uh, so to speak. Yes. But yes. Uh, but for a long time there, it was constant and it sucks. It sucks that like, you know, the, the first female character that we've been like properly introduced to well, I mean, well, like the first one, there were there were these maidens that would be sacrificed and we had no choice. And the only thing that stopped it was a man came in and saved it. And it's like we were we were started off with that trope. And then the first like woman that we meet that is guiding us through is just sexualized the whole time. 
it's yeah, it's really disappointing. But at the same time, every game was like this back then. And I've we've learned from that. We've grown from that. We've we've matured in a way where you can still have a game like Bayonetta where you can have a character that's very sexy, but she owns her own identity, right? Like she it's just done in a completely different way now. Uh, but this is still like, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's gross. Uh, and fortunately, we kind of get to move on from it from mm. here, though. I I do like that we 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 didn't really talk about too much about uh, it's the the Konohana is the name of the tree. And so the dance that Mr. Orange has been alluding to this whole time is the Konohana shuffle. And um in order to do this, he holds up the Saki of Valor and says, <laughs> but first I must break my vow of temperance. <laughs> so <laughs> he hasn't done this in years and he has, uh, uh, he has sworn a vow of sobriety. And, uh, but he describes it as gingerly sip this sake and soon we shall see blossoms. And then proceeds to pull out a big old jug, drink the whole damn thing, get turnt, and do, dude, Legend of Drunken Master levels of like these are these are moves pulled straight out of you know Drunken Master technique uh, from either the movie or the either of the movies or just this is how Drunken Master technique is done. It is an amazing dance. Um, I, I loved every second of this. He he And then he, he blacks out. He breathes in the dog's face and the dog's just like, oh god. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I, I was I wasn't expecting like this at all because if you when you talk to him before and he does his initial dance, it's this straight up B boy break dance <laughs> setup where he's like doing spins on the ground and popping and locking. And then suddenly it transitions to Drunken Man Master, and that's when it gets truly funky. So, uh-huh. you're about to see the stuff of legends, kid. Are you ready for this? <laughs> uh, so, when we do this, we get a whole bunch of praise. Uh, is there? Have you guys been focusing on anything for your leveling up? I think we've only really been able to level up like three times so ink. far. Yeah, I, 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 I did. Uh, I did health, ink, health. Is what I've done so far. I think I did ink health ink. I think I put one in the health because I'm like I'm doing fine right now on health, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting hit very much. That was my my rationale for like. Eventually, since the first health one was fifty, um, I I hit that, but I leveled up ink three times and then got like a a a, a smattering of praise that got me to fifty to be like, yeah, that's enough. I can do that real quick. Right. So I just wanted to get this part out of the way because it doesn't really do anything for our story overall. Mm-hmm. It is sort of just like a side thing that you could have gone back to. Uh, we didn't get a new brush technique doing this. Oh, uh, it was. We do. I thought we, we, got... we do get a new brush technique afterwards uh, because for whatever reason, after Saki is restored and can speak to us again, um, the second of the monkey gods shows up in the sky and gives oh, us the ability to create lily pads. This is why Isun right. told us not to come here, is because we can learn a new technique, and uh, he wanted us to explore. You, Yep, that's right. I totally, totally spaced that. That's um, our, yeah. Right, 
Well, you get the lily pad technique here, which we will need to use to get into the area that we're going to. I just wanted um, to buy some seeds, that man. That was it. I just wanted to feed some some little piggies and stuff. You know. But- well, there is a merchant right by the main tree of the, the which the I found field. later. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know that. I I figured you know in in very typical you know like RPG fashion, I was like, I need to go back to the last town I was at, buy some stuff. Head on out, and and they were very adamant about it not being time for that. So in the field, we have a, a few things that we can do here. Uh, one is finding these old shrines that if you run through them, it starts a, a battle. Like devil, if you do that, the shrine disappears. Shrines. And these things are these things are scary looking too, yeah. right? Like they just have this like black and green glow to them. They're just like oozing dark ectoplasm or whatever off of there kind of phantom Uh, toll booth yeah uh you run through the middle of it and uh it starts a battle you finish you fight a wave or two of enemies yeah they're harder it clears it up uh, battles usually yeah clears it out you get a bunch of praise sometimes there's animals there you feed the animals get some more praise makes things very pretty yeah yes uh, one of them, you do that, and it opens up the the like kiln that the nameless man used over there, or the the, the forge that he had over there. Uh, so I think there might be something later on that you'll talk with him, and he's going to give you something if you've already freed that for him. Um, one of the other things that you can do is you can go do some training. Yeah, there there is a dojo. That you can go to and you can learn some moves. This is some and this, this is was one. very entry level. Uh very we are still in the tutorial of the game level yes. moves. They are teaching you that this the this move house exists, and here are some very basic things you can learn. Right. Hey, you want to dodge? I hope you got 10k to learn how to dodge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um I kept trying to dodge at the beginning of the game and i'm like what does this did they not let you dodge in this game like how is there a kamiya game and you can't dodge (laughs) uh and yeah then you get to here and it's like you can dodge with the right trigger now if you pay up which i did i made sure i went and grinded for a little bit got some money for it got some treasures made sure i got this one and then also you can turn up your regular attack to a four hit combo Mm -hmm. with the mirror you can also buy moves for a weapon we don't have yet. I, so, I wasn't able to buy them. It was just like, look, they're right here. You can't have it. Sure, he'll have them there, yeah. Uh, so, really, you just want to get those two moves. Um, now, Brian, oh. what happens at the start of each of these moves? Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> he, uh, he drops his head down, which uh, transforms his, his face into a thing where it looks like it's got a big V on his head, and then he does a series of spins and cool poses and moves, and it's it's the exact same animation as a, a beautiful Joe when he first goes into his transforms into what will be known as beautiful Joe. Uh, he spends the whole game trying to come up with his cool superhero name, but uh, yeah, that is the that is the beautiful Joe transformation. Uh, down to the fact that the V pops up onto his head, and um, that's great. That was great. 
just short of, and he's just short of saying Hinchin a go go. Yeah, baby, basically, right? like that's that was the only thing that he was missing on there. Uh, when that when that popped up, I was like, oh, Brian's gonna be so happy oh, yeah. to see this. It was great because uh, you had no idea they were just, they were throwing these kind of references. No, no, I mean, I saw the. I was like, that makes sense that you'd reuse the uh, the juice uh, as the ink bottles, but uh, you know, I was happy to see it. And then, yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, all right, cool. We're good. We're good here. This is good. Uh, another character we can run into is a mailman in this field. <laughs> Wait, really? Uh, which is almost identical to the mailman that we're familiar with in Zelda. He's just kind of uh, he even he's runs on, in a similar way. On the side of the road. And uh, I had gotten these this item i picked i had picked up a few of them and i tried using one and and just to see what would happen and i reloaded my save because i didn't i thought maybe it would be a level up material or something like that but that didn't end up being the case so i i reloaded to get it back but one of them i gave to him and that made him happy and he got back up and uh yep ran off i guess you could call what he's doing he's, running <laughs> it is a very strange uh like he is almost laying on his stomach uh but still with his feet planted to the ground like running swimming sort of thing it is a strange looking thing but he just runs laps around the field mm. just like the mailman does in zelda uh it's it's interesting that they just like why they just both happen to have this in here and i feel like that has to be a zelda nod right yeah like having the bit the bir- first big field that you come to has a mailman that runs in circles through here yeah i don't know <laughs> um, so we also uh need to find a uh pyrotechnist this is always the issue i knew what i needed to do is there something that leads you to being like you need to go do this? The, the the bomb is completely optional, isn't it? So no, the bomb. So the bomb is not optional. I don't think. I think you no, the bomb's not optional because you yeah, need it in the no, coming it section it to get into You're the right. forest. But what happens is if you go over to the entrance of the forest, um, you will right next to it there's a big area where you can see that there's um i think you can like regenerate the the ground with bloom and then you see that there's a big crack in the ground and Easton's basically like yeah i think we could break this open with a huge explosion and when i saw that mm-hmm. my thought was okay we're gonna use this to blow open like a fountain that's going to refill the water so that we can take the ferry to the forest. That's so, that was my thought process as well. And so as soon as I saw that I just thought, okay, got to find a bomb and then I saw the sign that said the pyrotechnists, I knew we're going to blow some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um pyrotechnist uh by the way, I it really love that term. That's it's really good. Uh, super <laughs> pyrotechnist to be. Yeah, exact. yeah. Yes. His full title is pretty great. Yeah. So so Tama, uh, he is, he just makes bombs, and you get into there, and I love this where the only room in this house, the like half of the screen is taken up 
by this diagram of a circle with a line through it in the same like black paint that you use for everything. I still missed it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, Did not know what was supposed to happen. He takes a big old pole off the pipe uh, and uses that to throw into his little pot where he wants this this firework show to go off, basically. And he's like, huzzah! And nothing happened for me because I didn't know what I was supposed to draw. Uh, I get into that room and I just immediately start drawing that symbol. <laughs> I'm like, right. I need to learn it first. Like I can't keep skipping a step. And so you got to talk to him and he just like, this is, this was strange because it feels like you were wrapping up a quest that you never started with him where he's just sort of like, all right, time to do the bombs. I'm going to show you how to do the bombs now. Let's go toss them in. And then you sit there. You do a circle with a little stem coming out of it that is just like the the wick of the bomb. Or what do they call that? They call it different things. The fuse, um, if you will. The fuse. Fuse of the bomb. And uh, that will create a big bomb there. And uh, then named we get this cut the scene. Midnight Wonder Boy. Yes. <laughs> Midnight Wonder Boy. <laughs> And all like the entire time, I was like, "Midnight Wonder Boy is such a great name for a terrible band, but Tenacious D mm. almost certainly has that copyrighted." So, <laughs> right. Uh, we do that. We get a, a beautiful scene. Fireworks going off. Um, again, so much of this stuff feels like it's happening real fast. Like we're meeting these new people getting new, these new things because when this happens we happen to see a new constellation and when we do that we get to meet bakugami it's okay this took that me is... forever to do all of this stuff it was all fast but spread out and so yeah i i just yeah i didn't i didn't feel like i was learning too much at once because i was taking a while to do all this okay bakugami is the best he is my favorite he yes. is the best guy that we have met so far. He is the cutest, and he has these little followers who are these adorable little boars. I love it. Boarlets. But it's but like Bakugami is balancing on a bomb mm-hmm. surrounded by little little boarlets with matches in with their torches, mouth. Torches, yeah. Lit torches in their mouth. And they just want to be near their parent. And they're just like, no, get away from me. And he's just like running away. <laughs> he's like, balancing the... on this ball, uh, almost yeah. falls off. And then the, one of the, the piglet in... lights the fuse and he just like has to bend over real fast. Like, <laughs> blows right. it out. It was great. It was then absolutely great. we just great. cut to the conversation with Amy. And at the end of it, they're just like, all right, anyway. And then they accidentally light it. They run off. There's an explosion off to the side, and then we see their, like, symbol, their glowing symbol, rolling on the floor and just rolls into Annie. <laughs> and just, like, like normally it's this, like, elegant thing where it's, they, they transform into it, and it floats through the air, mm-hmm. and it gets absorbed into us. And this one is just, like, they got blown off off screen, and then they're just rolling into it. When, as the four piglets holding matches go running after <laughs> Uh, did either of you talk to Mika? Yes. Who gives you the list of uh, like harder enemies to kill? Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is uh. There's an area that you can go down into that takes you to the the moon cave. Uh. This is where everything went down previously. 
if you go down this way, uh, it just looks real creepy, but eventually you hit a force field and you can't do anything about it. That's, that's the end of it. If you go on your way back, there is a little house at the entrance there where the priest of the moon shrine, Mika, is waiting. And Mika just basically says, like, there are a bunch of cursed enemies out there that I need you to slay. Here's a list of them. They only show up at night. Well, uh, and then as soon as you leave the house, one of them will fight you. Well, the the days are much too bright. Yes, but uh, one of the uh, actually, what he says is is Hey, I'm having problems. There's five of these guys out there that I've tried to get rid of, and they're they're bad business. And uh, can you go hang this list up somewhere so a hero will see it mm. and and take them out for me? And here, doggy. Yeah, here. Be a good dog and and go put this somewhere, uh, somewhere where you know. Find a telephone pole and you know, you know, with a band the poster flyer on it and tape it over it. And uh, Easton's like, I bet we could just hold on to this. And I was like, Yeah, I'm a million miles ahead of you, Easton. Chill out. <laughs> uh, so with that, we have bombs. We have lily pads. We can bomb the ground. We can bomb some walls. We can get some more treasure. We can do all that. Uh, um, Eason also is there anything else we're missing? Wants you once you take out each of these guys to cross their name off on the list. Um, doing this with the motion controls. No, <laughs> it has to be like a perfectly straight line and uh, not necessarily like be like, hold my arm to like make a straight line or something. Yeah, but, I ain't doing that. I ain't like doing it that. was it took me forever to do the first one forever. And uh, eventually I got it. And then subsequent ones, once I kind of got the feeling uh of it. it it was a little bit easier but the first one was bad doing uh the the dance with mr orange took a very long time because i i'm getting better at doing the circles but if they're not connected at the right spot or i i've i've made i've i've taken to making large spirals that connect or the walls will cross because that's that has become the most uh consistent way for me to get that but uh that shuffle took me a long time and i just stopped and went to bed and woke up and tried again in the morning uh because you can't Brian, switch to sticks you you can't in the middle of the dance unless you turn the game off and restart it turn the game off and just switch it and don't go back to motion well i i eventually got i eventually got through it but uh drawing the straight line and doing the circle for that dance were uh, really rough, but everything else so far has been okay. It's not taking away too much enjoyment, so. But you could take away no enjoyment. Right. This game was made originally without any motion control. Right. Like, we don't actually need to do any of that with this game. It actually works pretty well, well with just the stick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we have bombs. We got lily pads. Uh, these are These are traversal items, I will call them. Uh, very similar to the kind of stuff that we get in Zelda. I guess that's 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 what I'm really equating this to. Like in Zelda, typically we would have to like go through a dungeon before we'd get one of these things, and we've gotten four basically <laughs> now, like four like different things between like the slash that opens doors, lily pads that let us 
like walk on water basically uh and then bombs that like open up things like the bloom is like one thing bloom just affects that it doesn't necessarily help us like get around per se other than advancing whatever story we have here um but yeah we've already gotten three basically of these things now what did i say three or four i don't remember four. uh we've got these things now and so is there anything else in the field that we we wanted to bring up before we wrap up here i i I think, you know, going back to Twilight Princess, there's a, this is a very long tutorial area. Uh, it is not necessarily paced well, but, like, it is definitely, like, I like it better. I didn't notice. I was having fun just getting used to the world. Um, it It is just it was it was fine as a and i'm still in you're still in the tutorial you're still learning about things but i was having a lot of fun with it so uh, i i just yeah there's another there's another comparison to the other wolf zelda game is we're still setting you up man the game the game hasn't opened up yet the only thing i would add is you can feed a horse yeah yes that's cool (laughs) <laughs> you can feed like so many animals in this and it's just like part of it and it's just, but it's not even important you but you want to do it you mm-hmm. feel inclined to do it you get a you get a, the tiniest reward for doing very it. little praise uh, but including just getting hearts above their head after you do and it. they run up to you and they're like hi how's it going did you did yeah. you make sure to feed the the dog in in town that uh who whose record we usurped because you not can yeah i'm gonna uh, go back to that so. one you can you can make you can make the dog happy because now it has to beat a record. Its record got broken, so you know. But I was like, later I realized, oh, I could probably give it a snack and it would be happy. And sure enough, yes, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a little area there. There's a, a little river that goes under a cave. It's like a, a and yeah, there was a pier before that a, a ferry would come I, to. I. Did I miss something, or do we just have to keep drawing so many lily pads to get across? I drew them as far away from me as I possibly could and swam long distances to each lily pad so that I didn't necessarily have to draw a million of them. Uh, So far, lily pads have been pretty easy. I've never had one mess up on me when drawing those circles. So we put a bunch of lily pads down this river. Uh, at the end of it, there's a wall to, you can climb up, and there's a, a crack in there that you can bomb it. And that takes us into Agata Forest. Uh, this area is also cursed, like before. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go into the entrance, you jump down, there's a little cave in there with a spooky-looking hut. And there is a safe sp- station right there. Just go to that safe station, and this is where we're going to wrap up this episode. For the next episode... Uh, we are going to be defeating the Spider Queen in uh, the Suta Ruins. Of course. So this sounds like a real dungeon. We're going to be fighting a boss. It's going to be real interesting. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, tr- I guess trigger warning for people that don't like spiders. Yeah, I can't imagine that there are many people on this podcast who don't like fighting <laughs> giant spiders. <laughs> Do all that. Save some people, save the land, make it beautiful. Me back here, and we will talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Guide in. Guide. <laughs>